Joanna would have been given up for adoption. So far, since coming back to Sheppey, she'd managed to avoid him. However, this particular meeting could not be avoided. Her grandmother, Rosa Brooks, had been born on a Mediterranean island where the Catholic Church was as necessary to life as the air itself. Following her marriage to a handsome, though slightly irresponsible, sailor in the British Royal Navy, Rosa Brooks had exchanged the Mediterranean island of Malta for the island of Sheppey. Her visits to the confessional and the mass were reduced to once a week. She'd never forced Marcy or the rest of the family to attend if they didn't want to. Marcy didn't want to, but special occasions could not be avoided. Joanna must be baptised, exclaimed her grandmother. Marcy couldn't argue with that. She didn't want her darling daughter to bear any of the sin she herself felt responsible for. Dislike for the priest faded the moment she looked down at her sleeping daughter. Her cheeks were pink, and blue veins, as fine as cobwebs, showed in her eyelids. Marcy couldn't resist gently touching the sleeping child's fingers. The sound of the garden gate opening heralded the priest's arrival. Glancing out, she saw him sweep up the garden path, his black robe skirting over heavy black boots, the sort that a docker might wear. Before going downstairs, she stood in front of the mirror, checked that there was no trace of makeup on her face and that her hair was tidy. She also rehearsed her answer to the number one question he was likely to ask. Why haven't I seen you at confession, child? I went away to work in London, which is where I married Johnny. Joanna's father. Her grandmother calling for her to come down was the signal for her to take her wedding ring from the small tin box that held her less than extensive jewellery collection. The curtain ring was a bright and brassy alternative for the real thing, and at a quick glance would fool anyone. Eyeing it too closely would betray what it really was, but being a mother and widowed was preferable to being a mother and unmarried. Father Justin O'Flanagan was sitting on the settee in the front room, balancing a plate on his lap and holding a cup and saucer with both hands. The front room was rarely used, so was chilly compared to the rest of the cottage, known as Number 10 Endeavour Terrace. The old gas fire spluttered intermittently with small blue flames amongst the amber. "'Take a seat, Marcy,' said her grandmother, indicating the armchair on the opposite side of the fireplace to her own. Father Justin had an oblong face and a wide mouth that seemed to stretch from one side of his pallid countenance to the other. When he smiled, his mouth resembled a letterbox, so straight it was, and gaping as if ready to devour the morning post. "'Ah, Marcy, I'm glad to see you, child,' His Irish brogue grated from his throat, as though he were forcing his words over a layer of gravel. Good morning, Father Justin. She gave a curt nod of her head, which was useful, seeing as it meant she could avoid looking into his yellow eyes, and instead turn her attention to the teapot. Tis nice to see you, Marcy, but I was sad to hear about your husband. Marcy thanked him for his sympathy. Father Justin had not visited the house so much as he used to, not approving of her father's divorce and remarriage. She wondered what he thought of her real mother, 
It crossed her mind that she could ask him what she was like, but the thought of having to take tea with him put her off. Those eyes would be boring into her. She couldn't cope with that. Her grandmother, perhaps sensing what was on her granddaughter's mind, took the conversation in the right direction. As you know, Marcy, Father Justin has come to discuss having Joanna baptised. Her grandmother's jet-black eyes scuttled between her granddaughter and priest. Although she'd been in England some years, her obeisance to a priest and all things Catholic had never quite gone away. Nevertheless, she said it all with some pride, almost as though no other grandchild in all the wide world had ever been so privileged. Of course, said Marcy. Your grandmother tells me your husband died in a road accident before the child was born.